Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. On today's show, we discuss Graham Potter's future at Chelsea after sources within the club told me they're sticking by him. Is Javi Gracia a good appointment at Leeds United? And are Liverpool for sale or not for sale? Their owner, John W. Henry, has said they're only looking for investment rather than a full sale. Okay. All right, what's going on? I'm looking to my right my and medicine, I'm looking my medicine cabinet. at uh, Boots Chemist Shop. Uh, we've got Lemsip. We've got all sorts of bits and pieces, tablets. You've got a hot drink. You've got sugar. What, what's happening? I'm not feeling very well. <laughs> I'm feeling very sorry for myself. And I thought that um, I've got no Michelle at home, which should have made me feel much better, actually. Um, but, well, um, you said it was doing. but Yeah, it was. And then, now, obviously, my spirits have sagged. Now, I'm just feeling a bit unwell, feeling a bit grotty. But I'll power through. I love the way you do that. that. like Brazil, it doesn't turn up when exactly, it doesn't Exactly, like Simon. You come in. Is, is it? That's there the difference. You're bit, professional. Yeah, bitch and moan all the way through it, but that's a different discussion. You take the thing seriously, and that's one of the many things we love about you. Uh, Simon, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a whole bunch of things later on this morning. We yep. hear that Queen's Park Ring could well be announcing Gareth Ainsworth as the club's new manager. He was in the shortlist the last time and it looks as if he was going to be heading there and he didn't. It looks as if he's going to go there now. Well, he's, you know, he's done a great job at Wickham over the years. Yeah. Um, obviously has a great relationship with the club and the nature of the way, the way they seem to be allowing him just to leave to go to QPR. Indeed, that's the way that he's going to go. Obviously, people look at Gareth Ainsworth as a person that played for QPR and think this is a natural fit. But QPR is one of those circles that no one seems to be able to square. Exactly. They start off really yeah. well, all of a yeah. sudden fall away. Mark Warburton had the same challenges. And you have to look at the incumbent structure that's there that keeps on flattering to deceive yeah. And that may well be investment. It may well be because their recruitment isn't particularly good enough. It may well be because of the ownership model. It may well just be because they keep on bringing in the wrong managers for the task in hand. Mm. We'll keep we'll keep across that. I mean, QPR fans obviously listen out when we know you'll know. Leeds United, as I said in the introduction this morning, set to offer the former Watford boss Javi Gracia uh, the vacant manager's job. 
What do you think there is a method in that decision well, making? Well, I mean, I have to say, I thought it was a little bit unlucky to have lost his job at Watford because I thought, obviously, they got smashed to pieces in the FA Cup final, right? and we all know that, but that can happen with Man City. I remember watching his Malaga team years ago in when I was living in Marbella between 2014 and 2016, 17, or whenever it was on, and they were not a bad side. So I actually think it's probably, given the circumstances they find themselves in, which is they're in a lucky dip right now, they don't know where they're going, that this is not an unsensible sort of outlook in terms of a short-term fix, get the players focusing the right way, someone that is quite sensible in his management, and you might just be able to get a tune out of these Leeds players for, this, for the last 15 games of the season, whatever they've got left. I'd agree with that, Simon. I, I, I think if he's short-term, I think it's a sensible option. He's available on a free after leaving the Qatari club, Al Sad, and he's understood himself to be willing to accept a short-term deal. But Danny Murphy's got his own ideas on who Leeds should get. Listen... Difficult one because they are so used to playing on the front foot. It's a complete contrast to be a complete yep. change. Although it's not going particularly well, what they're doing at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe on a short-term con- contract, it could be worth the risk because he's very good at getting a team organised and making you hard to beat, that's for sure. Although my gut feeling is the more you think about it, the moment, the way they're playing and the results they're getting, I think that's what they need. Now, what they need, he wasn't talking about Javi Gracia. He was talking about... Rafa Benitez Rafa Benitez is what Leeds United need say Danny Murphy do they? Well I saw him pop up on a TV interview like some demented cuckoo the other day and thinking oh yeah he's looking for a job Um, I'm the wrong person Benitez I'm the wrong person to ask about Benitez because I don't particularly like the way he operates you have to suggest that he's a very capable manager because most of the teams that he's managed with the exception of the ridiculous appointment with him at Everton have produced outcomes well there you are so it's sensible so then. then from that point of view but Benitez coming in for a short-term contract, I'm not, sure, I'm not entirely sure he'd want to diminish himself to that level because I don't think he thinks he's got to put himself on offer and put himself on trial and prove himself to anybody. Also, when he was brought into Newcastle at the time when they were in trouble, he didn't, he didn't correct that ship, did he? They got relegated. So there's not a shoo-in guarantee. But he is clearly, despite my dislike of the way he operates, I don't like managers that run, the, run, their, run their games through the media. If you don't want to work for the fella... Don't work for the fellow that you're working for if you don't like the way he operates, but don't backdoor him all the time. Yeah. Like Newcastle fans will put him up there as a hero status. Are you having Benitez or not? I'm, am I having it? I don't think Danny's view is an, uh, is is one that's not steeped in some sense. Yeah. But for me, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. I don't like Benitez and his credentials, so I would struggle with that if I was a Leeds owner. But then again, Leeds must, and, and Rabazzini is looking at it again, well, I can just about see a whole bunch of money disappearing down the tubes and this set club not being sold if they get relegated. So I'll dance with the devil. Whatever right. that devil looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leeds fans, what are you having? Javi Gracia, is he the man you'd want in? The former Watford boss, angry with Simon. I think he was a bit unlucky at Watford to lose his job. Is he going to get Leeds? If that was the case, would you be happy? Rafa Benitez, would you be happy? 03717 223 Um I heard Jamie O'Hara. Was it, about, it was about Chelsea he was going off in it this morning. Completely lost the plot uh, <laughs> and fell off his perch in the cage he was sitting in. But on Chelsea, do not think anytime soon that Graham Potter is going to be departing Stamford Bridge overnight Simon I woke up to a text message and what does that tell you but this is what it tells me it came from a member of the Chelsea hierarchy speculation surrounding Graham Potter's future at the club so I'm going to paraphrase it so now I can tell everybody listening this morning and those watching live on YouTube and Facebook good morning to you this is what we know about Potter and Chelsea I understand the club feels there are extenuating circumstances they've had 12 (laughs) players injured 8 new uh, they've had um, 8 new starts and Potter himself had no pre-season they look at the Mikel Arteta model and how Arsenal have reaped rewards by giving him time. Graham Potter, in the hierarchy's eyes, is creative, thoughtful, and is the right coach 
for the Chelsea rebuild. A change now, it's understood, would be a backward step, not a forwards one for the club. What's your take out of that, Simon? Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, ultimately, it'll be Graham Potter's future will be determined by the famous expression that Harold McMillan give, which was events, dear boy, events. They will determine, if he gets knocked out of the Champions League by Dortmund and he carries on this vein of form, then the events will overtake him. But right now there is a clear will, and so there should be for a variety of reasons, to give him the opportunity to adjust to a completely new environment. They must have priced this in because there's no experience that you can buy that prepares you for, the, for stepping into a pressure cooker of an environment with a new ownership that's spending £600 million on players, a crowd that have no tolerance of one scintilla of, of a lack of success or a perception of it. So with all that in mind, they have to have priced this in when they took Potter. They have to have looked at it and gone, this one's going to take a little bit of time to settle. He's yeah. going to find his way around. He's got to adjust to it. And if they didn't, then they'll be bloody stupid. So with that in mind, they're going to give him enough time to either correct the ship and make it look vaguely stable, or he'll write his own exit papers. But it's not today. No. It's not now. And it's not on the back of media furore. It'll be back on, on the back of Todd Bowley. Also, if you're Todd Bowley, and despite what I know about the circumstances with Thomas Tuchel, which is not my gift to go blabbing in the world, but I can suggest to you that if I was the owner of Chelsea, I would have fired Tuchel as well, that, that, that he puts himself in a position where the rest of the world doesn't know why he fires Tuchel, so they go, well, idiot American comes in and fires this manager that's done everything for us, brings in this newbie. So with that in mind... We do know, we do know. He's going to double down. Yeah. He's going to double down on Potter because he's made this decision which is quite different from anything Chelsea have ever done before. Okay, Lampard was a sort of relationship-based appointment that they felt they could go back to a hero previously, but every single time they've taken a manager, he's been one that's been taken, with the exception of De Matteo, I, I, I grant you that, but of the bulk of the last 20 years, they've gone best in class, yeah. best in class. And then, by the way, Filippo Scaleri, you're not best in class, out. Do, you, do, you're not best Simon, in class, out. Do the Chelsea hierarchy you know, not run the risk of being accused of stubbornness here? You know, No, 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 he's our man. We're not going to get rid but of him. Who runs this football club, with due respect? The media, the fans or the owner? Who's under pressure? The media, the fans, or the owner? The, is the owner? Is the, are they going to get relegated? Is the owner short of a few bob? Is there financial constraints upon them? None of the above. So the owner can look at it and go, "This is not ideal." This underlying sentiment that's building up around the fact he doesn't convey himself very well in the media. He doesn't have any passion. He's inexperienced. He makes excuses now, which was the last uh, uh, sort of uh, analysis of what he was saying about the Southampton performance when he was making excuses because they played in the middle of the week. These might be statements of fact, but I wouldn't have brought them up if I'm Graham Potter. All of those things bring out a situation where there's pressure building. But Todd Bowley's a big boy. He's Chelsea aren't you know if they don't get in the Champions League right they're going to lose a hundred million quid not ideal but with due respect he just spent six hundred million pound on players whilst it's not an ideal scenario they're under no economic pressure to make these decisions so they'll make it if they believe that when they're looking at Potter he's a straw man if they look at Potter over the next six weeks and he looks like a straw man he'll be gone if he doesn't they'll stay with him welcome to the Coliseum of confrontation outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We're talking about Leeds United. No, it doesn't look as if Danny Murphy's going to get his way, which has been the story of Danny's life. Uh, Benitez <laughs> isn't uh, what they need, according to Leeds United fans out there. Javi Gracia may well be the man that you need. But let's just randomly take a Leeds United uh, fan, a call, many calls coming in. But James, I'll go for you, uh, a big Leeds fan. Good morning to you, James. Javi Gracia, formerly of Watford, what do you think? I don't think it's the uh, the right the right option, if I'm honest. No, so who, who do you think is James? 
Well, I, I think we're in bigger trouble than what we think. I, I think like we've we've left it a long time. We're running out of time. I mean, there's only one man for the job who's going to keep us in this league, and I think it's Big Sam. Big Sam to the rescue. Big, Big Sam. Sam. He's the only man who can do it. Do, do you say that, James? Uh, incidentally, you don't sound very Yorkshire to me. You're not from Ilkley, no, but we'll go I'm, with it. I'm from Croydon, mate, and I've got, I'm surrounded by Millwall and Palace fans and Chelsea fans giving me stick. <laughs> and I've always been able to banter them back. And at this moment in time, I'm getting it from all directions and I can't say nothing back. Oh, we're not having it. You can say plenty back now, James. You've been on live with White and Jordan. Listen, why, Neil Warnock goes back in at Huddersfield. Does that make you think, yeah, yeah, maybe Sam would nah, do it? Nah, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's big Sam. If I, if, I, if, I, if I could ask you guys a question, if Simon, Simon, if Simon was in charge and he was chairman of us, who would, who would Simon Jordan employers, leads manager. Good question, James. Good question, James. Go on. Well, it's a difficult one, James, because, you know, I wouldn't have employed Jesse Marsh in the first place. So it takes you back beyond the circumstances you find yourself now and puts you back a year ago where the circumstances were equally as critical but the landscape was slightly different. Obviously, Bacella, um, uh, Bielsa, sorry, Marcella Bielsa was the hero of the crowd and a big decision was being made. And I've got a lot of Leeds fans that were absolutely in the camp of wanting to worship this man but believing that his course and his uh, his race had been run. And at that time, I think there might have been a few more options around for Leeds United to look at and give themselves a more considered view. Now, you roll forward now and you look and the problem is is there isn't this great big incline of people that want to come over and manage Leeds United, which I find disappointing and sad because I think Leeds United is one of the great clubs in England and I was actually personally very happy when they got promoted back to the Premier League because I think they add to it. So I, I can't give you a definitive answer because I don't know the answer myself. I, I'm in the camp of saying, well, I don't want him and I don't want him. I think Javier uh, Gracia is actually not a bad appointment mm-hmm. for the next 15 games yeah. because I don't think your side are actually that far away from being able to grind out probably four or five wins that they need from the 15, 16 games they've got left to get out of this. So I just think a half-sensible appointment with someone that knows a division that didn't do bad at Watford was unlucky to have gotten fired to be, to, in, you know, in, in real terms. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad appointment, James. Yeah. Is James still with us? He's a way to tell his Millwall party he's been online. Go on, James. What do you think it was Simon Emerson? The way Leeds have been drummed in to be a press inside. Always press, press, press. Gun ho, gun ho. We were two 0 up against United, and we were still pressing. Gun ho, gun ho! If that was a decent manager at the time, they would have gone right. Stick on another centre half. Someone stirring up in the middle. We, we, we ain't going gun ho no more. Let's sit behind. Let's soak up the pressure. Let's see this out. Minimum a point. Well, we got a point, but minimum we two one. Letting one goal. We got to win this. We're but there's the other up. side of the argument, James. Why stop what? Do, why stop doing what you've done to get you in a position where you're in ascendancy? Mm. There's a balance between changing it when you're in control of a situation and then changing it when you've actually got yourself into a position when you're winning a game by a certain methodology. You change that methodology, you start changing yeah. the outcomes. But I also agree that other managers, and I don't think Sam Allardyce is the answer, I'm a big fan of Sam's, I've always liked him, but I think that race has run. I think West Bromwich Albion shows you that that particular notion that Fireman Sam can rock in and fix every single ale is a bit of a myth. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Let me ask you this. John W. Henry... I think in a in an email exchange, as far as I gather, with somebody at the Boston Sports Journal over in Massachusetts, yep. made it clear that um, no, Liverpool for one is not for sale. So John W. Henry would not be tempted to expand much more on that. But it was interesting in this series of emails. I'll, I'll tell you what he said to the fellow at the other end of them at the Boston Sports Journal. John W. Henry, Liverpool, of course, in action tonight against Real Madrid. He says, "I know." There's been a lot of conversation and quotes about Liverpool, but I keep to the facts. We merely formalised an ongoing process. Will we be in England forever? No. Are we selling Liverpool? No. Are we talking with investors about Liverpool? Yes. Will something happen? I believe it will, but it won't be a sale. Have we sold anything in the past 20 plus years? So he's, he's staving off any talk yeah. that they're about to sell the football club lock, stock and barrel. Yep. Does that convince you that they're not going to do that? Well, I don't think the timing is right to sell Liverpool and Manchester United are in play because that makes you the second story in the financial world of buying football clubs because Man United will be the top story. So you don't want to be sitting there trying to compete for space and a place on the financial landscape of people potentially wanting to buy your football club when Man United have been playing. Now, I realise there might be different buyers and there's different valuations, but Liverpool will see themselves as an elite legacy football club and not necessarily want to be coming in the shadow at the same time as Man United. Also, you know, John Henry's being relatively specific. Everything is for sale, Jim, if someone wants to pay a price which is greater than the value that someone has of it in the first place. But is it actively for sale? I think they've been clear for some time about the fact they want investment. They wanted investment and they did some investment rounds when they'd sold some of the equity and their media rights to Redbird, the private equity firm. So they started that passage about a year ago. Well, they did. The, the sales brochure went out. You remember circulated mm. to potential interested parties yep. and Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley were involved. Yeah. 
Now, was that a sales document or was it an investment document? Because I would suggest to you it was probably an investment document. It was I mean, called a sales brochure. Yeah. Well, it's a, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it's the business is for sale. It means it's advertising the product in terms of what they might want to achieve, Got which means yeah. they might want investment. So it will go under the moniker of a sales brochure yeah. because it's positioning it in such a way that it makes it you know, appealing to those that might want to invest. And of course, if we want to conflate that up to the fact that the entirety of Liverpool was for sale, then you know they, they might have wanted to put their, fi- their, their, their feet in the water and seen how cold or warm it was. But I don't think there's anything wrong with John Henry making a clear position about one of his assets or one of Fenway's assets and their current position. And I think there's a lot to do with the timing of the disposal of Manchester United, a lot to do with their with their blueprint of what they do as a matter of course, and he's and he's pointed us to the fact they don't sell many things, and I don't suspect that Liverpool are at the right stage and at the right time to be sold for the optimum value. So take some investment in, kick it on another gear, go back round again, and come back when the marketplace and Liverpool's performances, both on and off the field, are slightly better. I can understand why our friends at Boston Sports Journal are asking the question. Of course. Because they're watching from the other side of the pond at what's going on with Manchester United. And they're thinking, hang on, we've got the Red Sox right in our doorstep here. Who owns them, Henry? Is he going to sell Liverpool? Yeah, of course. And, you know, of course, the, 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 the sentiment around... English Premier League football. I mean, we've just seen an English Premier League football club sold for two and a half billion, different mm. circumstances. Mm. We've then seen our friends, the Glazers, being courted by the Rain Group, led to believe they can get seven billion quid, and of course they'll be prepared to sell it to anyone that's going to give them that kind of dough without sentiment or fear or favour. The Glazers will sell to whoever will write the biggest cheque, and if the biggest cheque isn't available, they'll continue with what they've got. And this idea, I was reading Henry Winter's column today about they, that they won't build a stadium for a billion quid or they won't do this, nonsense. They'll do all of that because they'll just borrow money to do it, and they'll fund it against the development opportunities that the stadium will bring. So it's silly arguments that get advanced in some of the sections of the newspapers. But the bottom line is, if the Glazers get the right price, they'll be sold. And at some point, if Liverpool, because Liverpool... As he says, will we be in England forever? No. So he's giving you the indication that at some point Liverpool are going to be sold, but the timing of it right now is better served in an investment criteria so we can kick on to the next level, put our best foot forward and come back round the houses and ask for five billion. I, I agree, but to quote you, Simon, it's a bit riddle me this, riddle me that, is it not? I mean... No, it, not really. I think he says, it's will, clear. We be, will we be in England forever? No. Are we selling Liverpool Football Club? No. But are we talking with investors about Liverpool football? Yes. But I think these are all statements of fact. I don't think there's anything riddle about this. There's nothing wrapped up in an enigma that we can't follow. He's asked specific questions. Will we be in England forever? No, we won't. We won't own this football club forever. Clear. No, but you always say minority investment can lead to something bigger. Well, yeah, but not not necessarily at this level and not less, necessarily at this level of football club and the way these football clubs are structured in this way. And other people's minority investments in Man United and other football clubs haven't always lent themselves to that. But when you're talking about a minority investment in, say, West Ham you know that there's a distinct possibility for a £150 million investment on a football club that's worth six or £700 million, It's likely, if the guy's well-heeled enough, that he's going to end up taking out the incumbent owners. When you're talking about football clubs like Liverpool that are structured in such a way that they're, the actual scale of the purchase will always detail that someone, very few people, are going to be able to walk in, rock in on their own, and buy a football club. Not even Jim Radcliffe's looking to suggest he's going to go in and buy Man United on his own. It's only Qatari and nation-state money or Middle Eastern money that's going to rock in and do these things on their own. And at this moment in time, that's not the direction of Liverpool going in. I think there's absolute clarity in what he's saying. It's clear, specific, explicit. He hasn't said, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. He's told you what he's doing. Mm. I'm not selling it. I'm not going to be here forever. But by the way, I'm taking investment in the meantime. Yeah. If the Qataris get their hands on Manchester United, Simon, and we know them, we were there, (laughs) we know they've got the deepest of deep pockets, right? Is Is there a chance here the likes of Liverpool and Tottenham might be left behind? Well... 
if the independent regulator that, that the football so richly deserves now because it won't attend to its own issues comes into play, it'll close some of those challenges that are available for football clubs that come that, that are concerned by the nature of someone coming in with economic might that will be uncontrollable. Look, the bottom line is, is that the, the Premier League and the big six are unique in their positioning in world football. Even the Tottenham's of the world, even those football clubs now that people rail against and castigate Daniel Levy and forget what was happening to Tottenham 25 years ago, who were a mid-range football team that barely paid their bills. Mm. They're now in the best stadium in the world and all Daniel Levy needs to do is stop impersonating Uriah Heap and maybe get a few quid out of his pocket and push him a little bit further forward. But the point is, the point is, is that I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think that, you know... Well, what, Daniel said the other day it's difficult to compete with them. Well, Daniel also said that there's a bigger project in hand and it's going to be more than the football clubs. There's a variety of things that Daniel said. But the point is this, is that I don't think yeah. that United... The problem is with the Premier League is what would they rather have happen with this Qatari money? Because I do think there's, if, if, this, if they really are selling it... If there really is a sale process that Glazers want to be involved in, and all this puff and stuff about who's going to want what and how this is going to happen and this that, and the other, and, and and again going back to Henry's piece, well, how can you have a Qatari ownership that are going to you know come from a country that don't respect LGBT rights? But Man United doesn't operate in that country; it operates in England, so they'll respect the laws of this country in the same way that we would respect the laws of their country, sure, or, or have to by the very nature of it. Yeah. So all that background noise is rubbish. Yeah, if the Qataris are prepared to write out a cheque and the indicative offer position is really simple. When I was selling one of my businesses years and years ago, the first offers I got were for 40 million quid. Right? That got them in the door. The end up, their price that ended up was nearly 100 million quid. So the indicative offer gives you clarity of someone's seriousness and they prove up a raft, raft, raft of money. The first offer you got was 40 million. Yeah. You yeah. ended up selling for 100. Yeah, best part off, yeah. So the bottom line is indicative bids give you the clarity of the fact you've got the dough to be able to do it and you prove up funds. So that fact that they're millions, billions off what Man United want for the football club does not mean that they won't then get to the point where actually it ratchets it up, it ratchets it up, competitive tension makes everyone bid against one another, and you end up at the price that the Glazers think they're entitled to. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.